Welcome to Pop Yak, where we back about pop culture. Today I'm yakking with my uh, cat. So if you hear her purring in the background, she's just doing her own thing. Uh, her name is Waffle. If you wanted to know, she's a standard issue tabby cat. Uh, but we're going to talk about Tokyo Revengers today. So Tokyo Revengers, it continues to be a good show. They really instruct you on the way the rules of the world work and get you to follow along very quickly. And I like that about it. It doesn't do something stupid and make me go, what the fuck? Why does that make sense? Why does this make sense? They go, okay, this makes sense because, for instance, when Takamichi, I think that's his name, when he wakes up, he has an IV in his arm because he's been unconscious for two fucking weeks. And you think, how would he support be supported? And you think about other things that have to happen if you're unconscious for two weeks, but you kind of push that in the back of your head because at least he had an IV in his arm. That makes you go, okay, he's being taken care of by a cop who kind of knows what he's doing. How did the cop get that stuff? Don't worry about it. He knows people. He's a cop. He goes to Tachibana's room and it's all girly and pink and it looks exactly like, it looks exactly like you imagined your room in Animal Crossing. There's gyroids everywhere and there was a fireworks display. This is something that she, that he never did before. He's like, I've never been in her room. I never, we never watched the fireworks together and he feels really warm and soft and he goes to hold her hand during the fireworks thing and it's her fucking brother and that transports him back and i'm starting to think that the handshake isn't takamichi's power but it's cop kid's power instead but he seems to get the hang of it very quickly like if he goes back in time on a day he is actually taking those days out of his real life which means when he went back to work to go to work they were like no, you were gone for two weeks. We can't just let you work and come in whenever the fuck you want. You were on a schedule, bro. That part of it is very good. I, I, I like that it, it sticks. I like that it tells you its rules. Boom. You know, one day spent in the past is one day spent in the, in the present. And if he goes into the past in a different day, he has he from the past has lived out that day. But he's probably lived it out differently. And he, you know, Takamichi in the future has no fucking idea what Takamichi in the past is doing and I said to myself he should write himself a letter um something that happened in Westworld is they kept getting their the the robots in Westworld kept getting their memories erased because if you have all that trauma and stuff of what people do to you in Westworld you know the robots will fucking it'll, it'll turn into it'll turn into Terminator real quick so in Westworld the robots get their memories wiped every so often so one robot took to writing herself letters and notes and drawing sketches for herself to look at this is what Takamichi from the future needs to do for Takamichi of the past. And Takamichi of the past might not believe him, but maybe if he says, like, you know, I know something that only you know, and I'll write it down, bada bing, bada boom, that's how you do it. So once he's in the future, he's like, all right, I have did a couple things in the past, let's see what's changed here in the future. So what's changed is the Pompadour kid, or didn't, the Pompadour kid didn't stab the ape guy. And because he didn't do that, he made it, he ranked up in the gang to where the point was he had his own business. He had his own uh, front, which was like a hostess club. And he had money, he had cars. He was a really high ranking. Things weren't that great. He had it all, but he missed his friend, Takamichi. He was waiting for him for a while to come and visit. He's terrified of Glasses Guy, who was watching this whole scene go down from a few buildings away. And he was so scared of this fucking glasses guy that he jumped off the roof to his own death. But he, because he also jumped off the roof because he figured I'm, I'm safe, essentially. Like if I die in this timeline, that's okay. Takamichi is going to go back in time. He has time travel powers. That's the only thing that makes sense. That's something that kind of made me go, what? 
how the fuck did you figure that out? He's like, there's no other explanation for it. You could travel through time. I'm, I'm sorry. There has to be other explanations for what happened. You can't, you can't just jump the gun from like, how did he know you were going to fall on the thing from maybe it's cop intuition that he saw somebody being pushed. This is Japan. A lot of people jump in front of the trains all the time. He's a cop. Maybe he's just so used to it that he's like, look, I, I'm, I'm ahead of this one. Maybe that's what happened. He didn't stop and think about that. He was just like, time travels the only fucking way. And I think the reason why I think that it's cop kid's power is because when he, he grabbed him before the loop had started. And that makes me think that he is the reason for the loop and not Takamichi. Also, um, our boy got a haircut, um, Akun, he got a haircut and I'm not a fan of his haircut, honestly. It just kind of makes him look a little bit like Eminem and it took away his, the personality of his pompadour. Cause he didn't just have a pompadour. He had a pompadour with like hairpins in it. It was like a bright burgundy. It had personality. Um, and you find out later he wants to be a hairstylist and I'm like, fuck, did you do that yourself? I'm impressed. Actually, that is impressive. We see, uh, Takamichi doing his hair in the morning too. And we see him with it down. He looks so silly. He's like, look at that. Look at him. He's just a normal kid until he gets up and pushes it back. Then he's a delinquent. If I'm a gangster like Akun and I noticed that you brought a cop here, the same cop that pulled you up when I pushed you into the thing. And I only pushed my best, my, one of my best friends into the fucking train tracks because glasses guy told me to, and I'm so afraid of him. I saw that cop. You brought that cop to my, to my business establishment. Are you wearing a wire? Is that cop wearing a wire? I'm asking all, all kinds of questions about wires here because who knows what's going on? He figures, look, I'm dead. I'm not going to deal with the consequences. I'm going to jump off this building. But since my friend could time travel, I'm not really dead. I'm, I'm in a state of stasis. I'm like, I'm, I'm like Schrodinger's jumper. Did I jump? Did I not jump? That's up to you. Go back in the past and make it not happen. And we find out that Mikey changed because Draken had died. That's when, you know, Takamichi like closes his fist and has all this resolve to save everybody. He's going to save everybody he's their crybaby hero which is very devil man but it also reminds me of Deku you know he's a crybaby hero he Deku stops crying and like puts on his man shoes um but that doesn't happen until next season of the show so I won't say anymore our we got our devil man crybaby who can go back in time and even though he's gonna cry about shit he's going to get the job done he's gonna be steadfast because if he doesn't change his life doesn't nothing changes if he doesn't change which it's interesting. He does kind of forget that when he goes back again and he tries to talk to people directly again and see that that doesn't work. He has to do something different to make that stuff change. He can't make other people change. We get Draken's backstory, which is pretty cute. He was a, he was a fucking 10 year old who decided to get a tattoo. He was in a gang, of course, when he was 10. He was born in a brothel and his mom left. He doesn't know who his dad is and he's just kind of living his life, going to school. And I think he still lives in the brothel. And we see how he meets Mikey, who was always weird. Mikey was always weird. And Mikey kind of becomes... If you ever seen the Dave Chappelle skit, um, where he's pretending to be Puff Daddy, and he has this bodyguard that, like, carries him and, like, ferries him around, that's how Mikey becomes. Mikey becomes Dave Chappelle's Puff Daddy, where he just kind of falls off something, expects somebody to catch him and carry him away. I can do whatever the fuck I want, because I'm Mikey including tell this dude what to do. And this dude is going to fucking do it because he knows that I could beat his ass. But it's more about that. It's more, it's different than, than I could just beat your ass. He respects him and he likes him a lot. He's known him for a long time. This is his best friend. He's willing to do anything for him. 
but at the same time, he's also there to temper his anger, his attitude when he gets too ridiculous. Uh, like he did in the hospital when they went to go visit the girlfriend of that guy. They want to get revenge for that. And so they're going to go after the other gang. This is a big pivotal thing that they cannot fight. They can't fight each other or Dracoon dies. Something happens during this fight that either Dracoon dies and there's some some kind of dissension. And it's turning. It's looking like Takamichi is the, started to be the dissension until the gang walked in on their private meeting and was like, Hey, yo, uh, we're going to fight you early. When you don't got your gang, we're just going to beat up you guys, the top motherfuckers that we found in this meeting. Somebody is a worm. Somebody's a rat. And I think that might be the thing that breaks them apart. That maybe the belief that there might be a rat and there might not be. Because Takamichi's like, there's something up. And Dragon wants to investigate it, but Mikey's like, fuck that shit. Fuck investigations. Let's just fight. That's how we solve our problems. Is we butt heads. We're delinquents. We don't know any other way to fight. We don't do investigations. We put our hair in pompadours, we ride bikes, we fight people. Also, we wear badass leather jackets. Can we talk about how cool the jackets are? We saw the jackets of their gang, and we saw the jackets of the Mobius gang. I love I love the main guy's jackets as man, men of culture. I love that. He's, he's a delinquent, but he's a man of culture. He eats caviar. He goes and sees silent movies. He's also a delinquent. This show is fucking great. This show is excellent, and it's... I, like I said before, it's not like anything I've seen before. And if something has, I'm sure a show like this has existed before. I just haven't seen it, but I'm loving what I'm getting so far. Um, my big thing is like something like Jujutsu Kaisen. I couldn't get into it because it was too derivative of things that I've already seen. I was like, this is just Naruto Bleach. I don't want to see this, even though I really like the main character. I just felt I already seen it. So, but this show... Love how different it is. I'm going to come back at you guys with the next three episodes shortly, uh, interspersed with some B-stars. But uh, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you so much for putting up with my cat purring. I'm not sure how much of that you can hear. And please subscribe to the podcast if you want more like this. Yeah, thanks.